0: Inside Sport NRL podcast. Uh, this is um, our thirtieth podcast and final one for the year. Uh, my name is James Smith. Um, I'm from Inside Sport, and joining me as always is, is Jeff Centenera from Inside Sport. How are things, mate?
1: Very, very good. A bit deprived of rugby league, but um, yeah. Not too bad,
0: otherwise. Are we in the off season yet? We don't have an off season. There is we? no off season. Twelve
1: twelve month a year sport.
0: <laughs> and that's what we like. Everything's out. a twelve month a year sport. It Except is. for the Big
1: Bash, which, you know, which we figured out curiously goes away, but you know. Yeah.
0: The Big Bash only has a shelf life though of about a month, doesn't it? We we only care about it for a month, if that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A Great
1: start to this rugby league podcast, talking (laughs) about another sport entirely, (laughs) but anyhow,
0: yes. I think we talked
1: about the Big Bash the last time, you know, I I think we're really dying for the Big Bash to start, is what we're trying to tell (laughs) tell, tell all the listeners out
0: there. We're just dying to have some beers and some sausages (laughs) on the barbie and watching someone who we've never heard of hit a six. (laughs) 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 That's all we're doing. Yeah, so it's been a long year, everyone, in case you you, are can't pick it up. Um, So we're going to have a yarn today about our 2017 predictions that we made in Inside Sport back in March. Um, For a magazine we actually started working on in December, January, so it's going to be funny to look at all our expert opinions of what we thought was going to happen and... and, uh, take the piss out of ourselves a little bit. Yeah, a lot of
1: humility yeah. to emerge out of this, this podcast,
0: hopefully. Yeah,
1: yeah, sure. Right. Intellectual modesty is an important thing. So, yes, this, I think I, I regard this as a necessary exercise. Yeah, yeah, you've
0: been wanting to do this for a yes, while. Yes, I have. I actually have. I've been avoiding it. <laughs> you've been <laughs> trying to do it. At least, okay, we may as well kick off with this. At least I can't be to 100% blame this year. There were three people working on it. She went there. Ah yes,
1: by, by way of some background, James, up until uh, for the last a uh, few years, had been almost uh, wholly accountable for our, our NRL predictions yeah. uh, in, in the um, in the preview, in the, in the preseason preview we would do. So yes, now he can actually he can actually credibly sp- uh, spread the blame around uh, himself, myself, and uh, the great Anthony Brand, who uh, yeah. is, all, is always here in spirit. And, uh, <laughs> if he's listening, apologies in advance, Anthony. I'm really coming after you.
0: You're coming back in 2018 as a regular mate, so <laughs> if you listen, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, my best ones, I remember. My worst predictions in previous years were predicting that the Sharks were going to win. I think it was in 2013, mm. and they got the spoon. Yeah, yeah. And a similar and, and the reverse. Um, I think I'd, I'd absolutely smashed the Warriors one year, and then they ended up charging. Like, if it, yeah, right up to the top of the ladder. So it was. It's so hard. You do, you do not know what is ahead of you. you. You can look at the lists and say, yeah, that player is going to add to that squad, or, and you know that player is going to be dearly missed. But you just don't. You don't know what's going to happen. as far as the off-field sort of stuff is concerned. So, yeah. Um, we'll, well, yeah. We'll, before we get into that, we'll talk about the fact that. Yeah, rugby league just keeps going on, doesn't it? Like, the news cycle has not dipped one single sentence, has it, since the grand final finished? Yeah,
1: I I, I was almost suspect the other day when the Manly News broke that... Someone had kind of saved that, or had been sitting on it <laughs> until now, just to, just to inject, you know, kind of a, a kind of a, a good story. Yeah, no uh, it's not a good news story. Yeah, yeah. NRL no yeah. presses the button. Good yeah. or bad doesn't matter. Just exactly. get something yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, just get yeah. something out there. I mean, yeah. everyone talks about you know, kind of the AFL kind of having mastered that twelve months a year news cycle. I mean, the the NFL yeah. in the states are, are definitely the past masters of it. You know, you you almost have something in every portion of the year. Yeah, kind of do something every month just just to yeah, ensure that you know yeah, your fans aren't wandering off, like talking about Big Bash or, or something like that. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, that's I think that's yeah. kind of um, it's kind of the essence uh, kind of of, of, uh, of kind of our big leagues these days. That you know you, you kind of got to give the fans if they want something, you got to you know, have something out there for them yeah. in almost every portion
0: of the year. And it, and isn't it true that just say if there were such off season events set up, like a draft or, or whatever. A combine or whatever, they they wouldn't get the viral spread that an event like a manly salary cap story breaking would would they? Like, because they're all, they're all set up. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: but it is it is like kind of handholds in the year that yeah. you can kind of grip onto that you just know that oh, oh that's coming up.
0: And that's that's coming up. So let's start talking about two months out. And yeah, yeah, generates the conversation, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I was, I was just um just something that I found right before we came in here to record this, um, the fact that there's so much movement over the off-season is extraordinary, 95 players are either switching clubs or coming back in, into the NRL or um, have retired over the 2017-18 season, um, that, that, that's extraordinary, I thought yeah, it'd it would be means 20 it's or gonna 30, be, <laughs> yeah. It's going
1: to be a lot of work in next March, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that's, <laughs> a, that's all I see. <laughs> yeah, 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 but being selfish about it all, yeah. But um, that is that is a lot of players settling into new squads, isn't it? Like you, you can you you cannot you can imagine why clubs lack cohesion and why they, some some of them can't get a run on for years and years. It's because you know they're changing groups all the time, aren't they? Like,
1: yeah, I mean I do wonder. Like you know, back in the old days, they keep on talking about how we you know they 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 used to change clubs you know a lot a lot less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know whether you know kind of whether that was possibly it was true like kind of if you want to think of it in in, in terms of in terms of numbers um, you you know on the other hand I mean to your point uh, you can get teams that seemingly have been thrown together and show cohesion after a matter of you know kind of uh, weeks or months together so it um, it certainly is kind of uh, I think it's good for the fans like it's always uh, it's always kind of uh, as we've seen that I think kind of the player movement carousel, you know, generates as, as much fan interest as almost anything else. Yeah. Even more than the games, it would seem. So, yeah, that's uh, that That kind of, uh, again, it keeps it lively. I've always found it remarkable that, you know, that, um, like, they're already preparing. Like, you, know, they, yeah, they, you know, they're already kind of in what they kind of term as pre-season and, you know, they're out there in the heat and, I don't know, lifting tires or, you know, kind yeah. of like. I couldn't help but notice that story the other day of, you know, kind of, Port Adelaide and, yeah, and South Sydney kind of yeah, visiting with each other just to, you know, keep things kind of fresh. Yeah, to, um, yeah. yeah. It must, you know, to the players, I would have thought the season seems like a million miles away, but, uh, you yeah, know, they're already kind of uh, kind of really in it. Yeah. And I, you do have to wonder whether, you know, kind of what you're doing now, do, is that really kind of, you know, it, 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 are you doing the critical, are the details that are being taken care of now? Are they How critical are they to, you know, kind of success
0: next I'll, season? I was just going to ask that myself. Mm. Like, Why do they start this early? Um, I remember... um, Because they're
1: professionals and they're paid to do (laughs) it. Exactly. I think, think, you know, it's... uh, Exactly
0: right. Maybe it just...
1: uh, I've grown increasingly sceptical over, you know, kind of whether, like, footballers really need to put so much... Of their time into their football, I, I'm beginning to
0: see it's a capitalist society now, isn't it? Exactly, so but get you know, out there and he will punch in those hours. Oh, just because
1: you're being paid so well, <laughs> you just yeah. The sense is is that well, you need to put in the work. But I really do wonder, and I, I think we remember we had this conversation once about you know kind of was it better when they when they held down jobs, you know, when yeah. they were when there were laborers. Ah, that was the, another thing. I saw the other day a story coming out of a newspaper in Queensland about Jake Granville, like completing okay. his uh, his laborers. Uh, whatever certification or whatever and yeah. they're working on a building site so you know that was a bit of a throwback for me I thought yeah. that, you know he was talking about oh I'm doing this to prepare myself for life after footy and you know I I love those stories I think you know it's a, I, I think they're a great kind of cure-all for all the kind of the ills that we sometimes see with player behavior you know You're gonna get... have, have them take up a job that'll they, you know, that'll yeah. cure up kind of a lot of those problems oh. you know immediately and I think it'll actually you know kind of probably make them better footballers they'll learn how to yeah. kind of value kind of the effort and time that they, they put into their footy but um
0: yeah, totally agree. yeah. I, I don't know
1: I mean it's something I go, kind of go back and forth on as well because if you think about you know all those kind of the great era of rugby league that we love you know hashtag Winfield Cup <laughs> um that um, that yeah everyone the, the game was effectively semi-professional. Yeah, like was, we don't yeah. we, we don't tend
0: to think of it as that, but it certainly was. Used to have their little job description on the, on the screen after they scored a try. Exactly. Not Someone many as an accountant. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. many.
1: Well, I think very few of them were full-time professional yeah. footballers compared to today when they when all of them are. Really.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, I was just while you were talking, there I was thinking, why do they start so early? I suppose you know you and I have interviewed plenty of you know track athletes and running athletes. And, they, and a lot of them talk about the junk kilometers that they have to put in yeah. to their preparation. Maybe that's what this is now. Maybe the summer is like making sure your body is completely resilient and used to the workload.
1: I think that's it. I think yeah. one of the things they often talk about is when when you've come back from a period off season uh, off season activity. One of the oh, one of those ironclad rules of um, of physical training is is, is use it or lose it, right? You know, what I mean, if you if you if you kind of don't kind of keep your body kind of up to the up to the rigor of, of what it has to endure for an activity whatever activity it is could yeah. be could be climbing mountains could be kind of running through deserts and you know certainly you know getting smashed in rugby league i mean if you if you kind of let that go i mean yeah when you actually then have to come back for for the start of the season next year, it, it's a hell of an effort to kind of build yourself back up to that point. So yeah. you're better off just trying to maintain it kind of yeah, through this through this period. That's right. I suspect so. And yeah. There's lots of beers to get it get rid of, isn't there?
0: Like, <laughs> they've already had their mad Mondays two months ago. So mm. can you imagine what they've been doing since then? Mm. You know, just letting their hair down. And well, one one final thing before we move on, a lot of clubs have been tweeting out what they, what their teams have been doing on the training paddock. And I've noticed a lot of clubs have been already throwing the ball around like this early. I remember about ten or fifteen years ago there was a saying, "Oh no, we won't pick up a ball until February yeah, yeah. now they're all doing it exactly from the start of preseason. I think that's really interesting, yeah it's going yeah. to show how important the uh, attacking structures are now hey? like, yeah. yeah
1: I mean like uh, as as a fundamental to the game, I mean you'd think that's something that you know kind of that always do I think the whole kind of we don't touch a ball. Thing was always a bit of a furrphy. You know, I always get interested at those clubs that you know do try to you know kind of very very self consciously go out and do something strange, like you know kind of go kind of go running on the beach or up you know sand hills. Or and my my favorite, or my all time favorite, of course, is those ones that go through under undergo like military style training. Although oh, yeah. that that tends to be more after the New Year, isn't it? Yeah. When yeah. you know these guys are kind of getting bored out of their skulls and doing <laughs> you know, repeat sessions, and the coach needs to freshen it all up. And, or, or, and, he, or
0: he needs to break in the new. The new new fellas Ah, who who think this is great, yeah, Yeah. and then he breaks them and makes them feel like they don't want to live anymore, yeah, yeah, (laughs) very
1: much so. And these really needs to kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah, whip them them into line, like get the attitude kind of. But I, you know, again, that is a that is kind of a really good thing to, yeah, kind of freshen them up, really. Like, you know, a lot of this can can really be drudgery compared to, you know, it really is, I guess, when. I guess if you ask like a, a pro footballer they'd probably tell you that you know they'd yeah, say that there's drudgery in every kind of line of work yeah. and this would be the drudgery for, for most footballers yeah. like not having to play foot, having to engage in physical activity but not being able to play football like oh. having to do things like just do yet another kind of gym you know kind of weight session or you know have to you know kind of do another as you say you know, more runs more bikes more junk, junk K's but you know it's uh, yeah. Yeah. then you get those people who yeah who all they ever want to do is work out. So, yeah, it's,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <weirdos>. <laughs> um, All right, so let's get into it. Mate, I might let you drive this. I might let you start this off, things as your baby. Um, what, what's what's going to be the structure? Are, are we going okay, to run, I, run I, through the clubs? And I, what, no, what do you want to do?
1: I, what I want to just wanted to do is we'd throw out kind of one bad prediction then kind of one good prediction. Yeah. So um, uh, I will start... Kind of with uh, with a so I'll start with a bad. You want to throw out a good? Okay. Then uh, then you'll probably have to throw out a bad. I'll throw out uh, throw out a good. Then I'll throw out a bad. Okay. Okay. Let's yeah. let's. Um, so where did we? Stuff so, up? Something. Uh, does that did that make sense? That didn't yeah. make sense at all. D- but D- anyway. Well, anyway. Okay. Any, any, anyhow. Yeah. So you, gotta, you
0: come up with an embarrassing thing that we wrote um, in the preview. Where did we, we stuff up?
1: All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to start with a bad prediction. Anyhow, I'll go right off off the very top. And I think, you know, the only Mayor culpa I'm going to offer up here is I don't think we were alone. We weren't exactly the Lone Ranger on this one. But um, particularly that the Canberra Raiders <laughs> were <laughs> top the ladder in, in 2017.
0: I think the entire rugby league media sphere was on drugs mm. around about last off-season. Around right about this time it was, wasn't it? Mm. We all started thinking, wow, did you see that from Canberra? That was awesome. Mm. They're going to play exactly like that again, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And then we got sucked into it.
1: I was... I, I have this... This thing, And I must admit, I probably didn't advocate as forcefully for it in, at, at the beginning of 2017 as I, as I usually do. And I hate myself for it because I would have been right this year, and I, I love being right. Um, I know exactly what you're going to say. And, and that is, I basically, when anybody asks me for the last kind of five to seven years who I think is going to win the comp, I always say Melbourne. Yeah. Mainly because, I, not, not because I believe Melbourne will win the comp every year, but I reckon, you know, they'll be closer to the mark than anybody else and if i just keep on answering that i'll probably be right like one or two times <laughs> <laughs> but i kind of didn't this year and you know because we don't, don't want to be boring do well, you you don't want to be boring and and yeah. that is actually the point i would i would kind of circle back to on this this whole raiders thing is that um there's always a team every year and it might not be for the premiership but it certainly will be for a top four spot there's always a cool team right yep. there's always a cool team entering the season that everybody wants to pick generally they're quite new they haven't had have either just emerged in the previous season or haven't had like much success uh in in the just in the little previous um uh uh uh, 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 previous period and everyone's just dying to pick them just for just for something different or to look smart and i really believe um and when you kind of put that together with how with you know the raiders really dazzling style of play in 2016 that's why they shot up i think everybody's prediction board because yeah, it, it it seemed like a cool thing to a cool thing to pick, and because of that, I think we all came to collectively yeah. uh, collectively overrate them.
0: I remember um, you'd come back from my holidays. I was still on holidays, and you rang me, and the question was, no, no. You said to me, at least I'm 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 scared that at least one of Penrith and Canberra won't do well this year, yeah. and I've said no, no. They'll be right. <laughs> yeah, they're both going to be really good. Pen- and, and you really pressed me on Penrith, and I said, yeah, they're going to have a really good year. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about Canberra. And then Canberra just absolutely bombed right in. <laughs> Canberra didn't even get that many injuries either, did yeah. they? They just didn't yeah. play very well. No, no. It's not really complicated, is it? No, no, yeah. Yeah, is it isn't. Right. <laughs> okay, uh,
1: format wise. You can uh, you can offer up a good prediction now.
0: A good prediction was...
1: And then you'll offer up a bad one.
0: Oh, okay. And then I'll,
1: I'll do a good one. So, yeah, let's...
0: Well, can I... What we just said about Melbourne, mm. we, we we did we did all right with um we did all right with with Penrith I thought like mm. you know they were expected to have a good year and they they absolutely busted in the first half of the year something weird happened there they lost um from memory it was seven on the trot seven of their first eight or nine and then they really came roaring back on on the back of Nathan Cleary, didn't they? Um, we had them in second, by the way. This is second um, after 24 rounds, We're sort of ignoring what happened in, in, in the post-season. Um, but, yeah, um, just just a, a paragraph here. Um, w- Wallace said uh, that he learnt plenty um, in the previous year playing at hooker. I thought him playing at hooker helped them re-establish their their run and then he got injured again later on in, later on in here but um I just thought yeah that that was one bandwagon that everybody got right, wasn't it? Yeah. They all hitched There, a lot of people said that Penrith would win. Um and what they would they finish up they finished seventh. I thought they finished higher than that but no, they, they finished f- seventh. They finished They <laughs> finished pretty strongly. Um but yeah that'd be my Well, we got the obvious ones right, didn't we? Just, I know we're going off format here, but yeah. we said Melbourne had come third, and they and they finished minor premier, and this and the Sharks fourth said that they would come fourth and they came fifth. So that, that yeah, that would be my positive thing out of out of the whole thing. That these teams still have to play well, don't they? You know, they don't just not pieces of paper. They, their players have to. Out and play well.
1: Yeah, my, my overall call on that, and I actually have that and I can offer this up as a good prediction is that um the uh for a competition that kind of kind of touts itself as as really quite unpredictable and just on 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 our own review, yep. we only got 3 of the 13, oh, sorry, three out of the 16 kind of spots right on the ladder. We, we, the other, yeah. we, we called South's at 12th, we yeah. called West's at 14th, and Newcastle at 16th, which I, I would say they were all kind of relatively easy to predict, predict those, those three. And then we had another two. South's were disappointing. Though, they? Disappointing, but, you know, when you actually did the, okay, okay here's your rate, who's better than who from 9th from to 12th yeah it made sense that south was going to finish 12th so like everyone it's it's that kind of marvelous preseason kind of exercise that you do oh, this this team will do really well and everyone ends up finishing 5th you can't have 16 you can't have 16 teams finishing 5th or 4th you know somebody somebody's got to you know kind of um, you know it's like that or or to describe it better you have got 14 finals teams you know if everything turns out really well and that's not that's just not possible <laughs> so you know yeah. um yeah the um yeah, I, I, the other thing that kind of struck me was that um, we picked seven of the eight finals teams. Only Canberra was the, was the big, was the big uh, swing and the miss. So about that? For, yeah, for a competition that you know, has a lot of parity and the NRL has a lot of parity and you know, kind of where you can have anything happen on a given week and by extension over, over uh, half a season or, or a full season... Yeah, I mean, in in, in the macro, we got seven of the eight final teams, and by implication, seven of the uh, seven uh, of the eight non-finals teams as well. So um, can offer that up as a as a good prediction. Um, I'll give you another bad one to, yeah. to to bat around. How about something right off the front cover? But uh, yeah, Jared <laughs> Hayne is as a, as a Titan, as a, as essentially as, as, as a Titan superstar. Jared, Jared Hayne is back. <laughs> instead instead right, instead, saying. you know, it was more like they saw Jared Haynes back as he walked out <laughs> the door.
0: Oh. oh my god. Okay, in defence of yourself mm. who chose the subject and the picture. It is a really good pitcher. It was great. It was great. I know why he picked it. I know why he did it because the pitcher was good mm. and he was the big superstar coming back into the game. And we weren't going to write about him
1: in any other way <laughs> during the year.
0: What a disastrous year. Mm. What a disaster. Mm. Unbelievable. Mm. Nobody, and nobody picked that either, did they? Jared Hayne was supposed to be the darling of the Gold Coast. You know, He's back from the NFL, mm. big superstar, tickets, sales, blah, blah, blah. And it was just a miserable season for him, wasn't it? It was pretty bad. They're beginning.
1: Think. The Titans are beginning to look like one of those, yeah, star-crossed kind of Gold yeah. Coast uh, operations. Aren't well, they've they? got
0: the big announcement coming up as to who is going to be buying them oh, yeah. and taking them forward, so there's that to look forward to. Yeah.
1: A couple yeah. other things to point out there is uh, <laughs> with, with the Gold Coast, and this is on both of us. So I'll do mine first and then, yeah, criticize oh, yeah, yeah. your Uh I, I, I had ran a very big panoramic picture of a Zeb Tyre there about you know, how he was going to be an impact player, an explosive player for... Um, for, for the Titans, and uh, he didn't even start the season. He was off to the Super League before the season started. But um, yes, the, the other thing I liked, and this one's totally on you, Smith, that yeah. uh, their key addition was was going to be uh, Kevin Proctor. Kevin um, Proctor,
0: nine, nine seasons under coach Craig Bellamy, makes Proctor invaluable the premiership nah, is used to winning which could be contagious
1: when really what you meant was you know winning might be addictive but uh, you know
0: <laughs> might go missing in the second oh Jesus yeah. oh man what a disastrous area do you
1: see an upshot for Gold Coast? are you going to be kind of uh, you're going to be kind of uh, you know, kind of uh, you know, kind of a once bitten twice shy kind of guy on on, oh, on the Titans next season
0: Oh, they've got some good players going there got Michael Gordon and mm. Um, they're. Already, I, I, I'm a big fan of Ash Taylor. Hmm. I, I think he's got a lot. <laughs> oh, of, yeah, you've made that point. Yeah, a lot of maturing to go. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll have a, a good year.
1: What does that mean? They'll finish. They'll finish eleventh. Eleventh no. would be an
0: improvement. I think they'll finish higher than that for sure. Um, they, they're not going to be one
1: of these teams that you know is going to finish. Yeah, you're, you know, like like one of your fourteenth, fourteenth, fifth place teams, is
0: it? No, no. I, I think with. Garth Brennan? Yeah. Have I got that you right? you got Garth Brennan right. What's the uh, singer's name? Garth Brooks.
1: Brooks.
0: That's what I was scared of. <laughs>
1: that's all the one we're going to lay out. Then Take a note for the season preview next His year. His name's
0: Garth Brennan. We're
1: going to call Garth Brennan Garth... We're going to mistakenly call Garth Brennan Garth Brooks so many times this year that we're just going to call him Garth Brooks. He, he. I like that. Let's keep that for this. Really, let's write that down.
0: I'm yeah. really confident that he can guide uh, that footy team around. Um, he's, he sounds like he's so well-respected amongst the playing group. Um, yeah, I, I'm really confident that he's going to have a great year with, with the but, Titans. But what does that mean? Um, okay, 11th, that means, 10th? Okay, all right, here we go. I reckon they'll make the eight. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you hit it here first. For, for, for our for Bad prediction. Predictions review of 2018, <laughs> yeah. we said... The Titans under Garth Brooks were going to be
0: the yeah, yeah. At least it's, a, it's not a, everyone's going to finish fifth. They're going to finish in the 8th. So there you go. What's your one? What, what, what big surprise do you think is going to happen in 2018? Um.
1: Cooper Cronk will yeah. not be as good as we think he is yeah. with the, with, with the chokes well there you go that's, that's, that's my that's my giant and call right now and admittedly that is to say he is he is a hall of famer he is an all time he is one of the best of his generation yep yeah. and yeah I think kind of being removed from the uh, the the, uh, the warm embrace of uh, the Melbourne Storm and Queensland origin apparatus he, he won't be terrible and he won't even he won't, he'll, and oh, nice. he'll certainly be better than average but I think he won't be maybe great. Is is what I'm trying to say, which is which is a very carefully worded <laughs> you kind know, of way of way, way of going around it. But you know, like, you know, because he is. Yeah, Jeff he is,
0: highlights <laughs> the players who won't be great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We should make that a section next year. Who's not? This gonna is be this good. Great. We're doing all our planning for
1: the for the, 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 the March next March edition. Who's
0: not going to be great in round one and then round two, etc. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Players That's who won't great. be all-time great. I'll <laughs> be like, we'll have to list ninety-eight percent of the competition.
0: <laughs> no, I'm taking the fun out of you but, um,
1: Okay, do you have a? Do you have a? Uh, uh, what are we kind of on to? Do we have a, Do we uh, you have, a, we you have a good the, prediction for us that you want to? You want to point us to? But, you because know, um, I just did, I, I kind of just did a bad one.
0: So one one that we one that I'm wrapping ourselves for. Or well, like, yeah, something yeah.
1: something that you want to? Yeah, because you know, like, this is kind of to show that we did get some things right. Well,
0: okay, here we go. Um, 14th West's Tigers, where did they finish? 14th, we, we nailed that. Mm. Uh, we, we had this um, premiership clock, 1am uh, um, meaning um, that they were very, very far away from a premiership um, and midnight meaning premiership. So, um, and we had them at, at 4 o'clock uh, and, and we said that, uh, that the coach's seat subject, uh, Jason Taylor. Was chemical fire hot, so <laughs> he didn't last very long. What, he last three rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we nailed that. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny about, thing was,
1: when I look at that, is we said key subtraction Robbie Farrow, which is a very generalised op- general opinion. Yeah. But you know, honestly, the, the key subtraction there turned out to be Mitchell. You know, as, as little to or, as little were we to know, yeah. was going to, was Mitchell Moses. Yeah, it was, wasn't <laughs> it? and it happened during the season.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think they'll have it. A good year. Uh, in yeah, going to be another fifth place team. Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, they're going to make the finals, right? With, uh, with the with the Titans, huh?
0: I, d- I don't think they'll make the finals, but they've got a lot Ooh. of rule coming into their Daring core. <laughs> um, Josh Reynolds, love him. It's going to be great for him. Um, yeah, so, so we nailed that. We got the back half of the of the table pretty much spot on. Um, Dragons.
1: The Dragons performed a lot better than what we gave them credit for.
0: Yeah, they. Well, we had them finishing 15th. 15th, and we, yeah. we thought
1: they were actually pretty hopeless.
0: And they finished 9th. Mm. Yeah, everybody did, didn't they? Mm. Like, that's why I couldn't understand the, uh, the second half collapse. All their, all their fans went absolutely mental at them. And it's like, well, nobody expected you guys to be leading the comp after seven rounds. So, mm. you know, you did really well. And, and the fact that they, they just missed the, the semifinals because the Bulldogs beat the Cowboys. Is that right? Mm. Or, or something? Mm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then the Cowboys um, ended up coming eighth. And,
1: uh, no, the Bulldogs didn't beat the Cowboys. The Bulldogs beat... Um, oh, the Dragons. Yeah, the Dragons. That's right. And that's yeah. what got what the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> See, it's been a long year, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did you want to... Did you want to just run through, like, generally how it all panned out compared to... Um.
1: No, there there was one. The only other thing I wanted to cover off, um, I have one more good prediction and then kind of like kind of a mixed kind of bag here. But um, one good prediction I want to kind of uh, credit is um, I was really on the Josh Adokar bandwagon very early in the year. I thought he was going to be really, really good, Um, much better than I think Cooper Cronk is going to be this year. (laughs) <laughs> this is going to be terrible for me. I'm like going to come next year and he's gonna be brilliant he's just going to win the dally <laughs> am he's going he's gonna he's going, to, he's just going to kill it every round he just edit at these next uh, yeah, yes, right. but yeah i thought um I thought he was yeah in the flashes that he'd shown for West's in twenty sixteen um yeah, he just looked exactly like you know he was going to be you know he was going to be brilliant like what yeah, the thing that absolutely Melbourne Storm could uh, could use on the wing that he was going to excel in the way that you know, that Sunni Vodavalu or uh, yeah that's right and um, yeah, yeah. and uh, Marika Corabetti had you know in yeah. previous times and he came in and yeah I mean I the thing that left me kind of yeah kind of you know speechless is how anybody could just let him
0: go to, yeah. <laughs> to Melbourne yeah. like that but um, it's a heartbreaking story isn't it how the Storm played it like one, mm. one night towards the end of the season before last mm. and signed him when they, when they saw him play against them. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's just, yeah, yeah. That's It's pretty savage, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: the other thing I just wanted to point out was that we kind of had a, a real focus towards like kind of the, the job security of the coaches because, you know, that's, yeah, what, that's yeah. what the meet is about um, in, in our preview. And I um, can't help but notice the ones that... Um, yeah, we generally... The ones that got, did get fired, we kind of got all right. Uh, you just mentioned Jason Taylor, but... Um, <laughs> But uh, also uh, Neil Henry, who was, who was under uh, a bit under pressure, although he did say he had probably one more year. No, he didn't. And uh, and, and Des Hasler, who uh, went from a, a raging hot seat to re-signed to having a raging hot seat again by the end of the year, and then yeah. gone. But um, the one that kind of uh, we we kind of missed on. Uh, so kind of the, maybe the last of our bad predictions review is, uh, is yeah. Michael Maguire, who we said um, you know was kind of it was a, a cool for now situation. I thought he was the one who probably kind have of had one more year but um, no he didn't <laughs> and that's how that's how things change in, the, in a year of football like uh, narratives kind of gather a, a momentum of their own and um, yeah. yeah it seemed like all of a sudden that you know Madge who was you know kind of a, prem- a premiership winner you know as little as three years ago and coming off you know a couple of other straight top four finishes yeah, uh, yeah could no longer yeah could no longer kind of keep his job there
0: yeah, no, it was a, and and as I said before, you don't know what's going to happen. We, we've got no idea, we, we, but it's fun. So
1: buy the magazine next March. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, because we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's fun, though, and then we'll, as you say, we'll, we'll have another preview in there um, available mid-February, so mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that. Yes, um,
1: Garth Brooks, Cooper Crump <laughs> not being any good,
0: you know. I will. Gold, I, Gold
1: Coast in the eight. <laughs>
0: okay. You, you watch, mate. I'm
1: really teasing all these D- things now.
0: D- D- Damien um, uh, Cook to oh. win EM. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, Damien yeah. Cook predictions. Damien, Damien yeah. Cook predictions. Yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 I will say one thing. Um, I don't know whether you, you can nominate this, but the standout performance of the whole year on in a, in a single game, I agree um, with uh, your Ado Carr mm. um, uh, summary there. He, he The Storm went down, I don't know... I, I remember this game because I was watching Melbourne really specifically because at the time I was working on that Jonathan Thurston feature where I got Cooper Cronk, um, Justin Hodges and Mark Gasnier to comment on, on Jonathan Thurston's playing, playing style and tactics and stuff. And after talking to Cooper, I was watching the Melbourne Storm game against the Dragons and their structures and all that sort of thing and I was paying real close attention to Addo Carr and that day against the Dragons in, in Wollongong. He was playing like he was playing like he he drunk seventeen cups of coffee he was just full of energy and you know how sometimes players step on the ground and it just looks like they've got extra grip on their feet and, and they look more explosive and all that kind of thing it blew, blew me away and I, I think he's one of the best players in the competition all right. yeah there you go Josh at car there we go yeah excellent <laughs> all right what are we going to talk about now you want to talk about um Salary cap issues just to oh. round things off? Well, you
1: know, uh, as you know, kind of the news kind of came up this week that, that Manly was kind of the latest in the series of, uh, of teams that have been dinged. This one around kind of that, uh, that strange grey area of, uh, of uh, third party deals. Um, it's
0: not really grey in the rules, is it? If, if you're a club, <sighs> you cannot help one of your players get um, extra, extra money from a sponsorship deal if the, that company is a sponsor of your club. That's the rule.
1: I've always found, though, that, you know, I mean, the, the cap really should just kind of, kind of, you know, kind of really should just be about salaries, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean... I, yeah, this, this
0: is, is something else, isn't it? I yeah, agree. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, if I, I would have thought if you're a player and you can kind of go get whatever deal you can, I mean, yeah, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I understand kind of the logic because some of these deals can really supplement you know, um, a salary to a degree that, um, that you know, can, can really sway where a, dis- a player might decide to go play and certain clubs have more um, power in the market like, um, really I'm just, you know, kind of, yeah, no. talking about the Brisbane Broncos here because <laughs> they've got a whole town. I thought you were talking about the Roosters. To a degree, uh, you yeah. know, I would have thought the Broncos, with you know, kind of that entire town to themselves, if there's any number yeah. of kind of you know, third party uh, oh, kind yeah. of deals that could be could be cut out there. But, um, but th-
0: their players are an advantage. Are at a disadvantage, aren't they? Because the Broncos have got so many sponsors. Mm. Are you telling a player that? If 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 they're linked with any of those sponsors, then, yeah, but, you then, know, then, then everyone gets penalised. Yeah, there's like,
1: only so many kind of sponsors that I guess they could have. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah, I,
0: it's what you said uh, ages ago to me in a private conversation that our athletes... You're dobbing in our private conversation? <laughs> <laughs> our, our athletes haven't got the luxury of the corporate world that Americans, American athletes have to do that. Yeah,
1: yeah, to a degree. I mean, yeah. the, I, to me, the... I, my my main qualm with with the salary cap in, in the NRL is that it is being is being leaned on to too to great a degree particularly when it comes to enforcing the competitive balance okay. in the league. You actually look at the read the rationale that the NRL issues yep. for why there is a salary cap in the league and it, it's right it's it's, a, it's in there in bold. They tell you that, that we do it to provide kind of more of a level playing field for um for the comp. Yep. And I think that's not right. I think you know it, the cap can be a leveling mechanism, but it has to be one of a number uh, ultimately you know with the way the cap is being depended upon almost entirely in the absence of a draft or other kind of revenue kind of sharing type systems yeah. it, what you'll basically have is a scandal every two or three seasons you'll find a club that just kind of. Gets overextended or kind of gets too close to the line, yep. and you know they'll just kind of roll off one after the other. It was Manly before that, it was Parramatta before that, it was Melbourne, you know, and you'll just you'll just you know, you'll perpetually have one. You know, you yeah, just yeah. You know, it's it is going to be a thing.
0: So, so what should be the thing that every, that the that, that competition leans on then? Like, what?
1: well, I think I think you can have or you, you need a range of of measures. Yeah. You need things like structuring player contract incentives. Like maybe uh, a junior incentive, like for, to re-sign your own kind of uh, okay. yeah, maybe a discount when you re-sign, uh, you know, kind of one of your one of your own kind of junior players. Um, that, a draft yeah. maybe a, maybe a, a bridge too far, but you know it's always one that kind of is out there logically because I think it's the most effective way to you know to really kind of balance out a competition, send the best young talent to the worst team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But right now, like you know, this is and, you know this is one of the arguments I perpetually make about the cap. Yeah. You know, one of the things it does for for those who argue it balances out the competition is what it does is it provides kind of an advantage to to, to teams. That you know that that advan- and that advantage basically is um, how can I how can I phrase this is non-financial, shall we say? And and I guess I'll give you a, a, a concrete example to better explain this. You know, a, a team like Brisbane, who yeah. we've just mentioned, can offer you know, a player a contract, you know, that's maybe far under market value, and we've seen it in the past, yeah. and you know, and still be able you know to to lure them give them incentive to come there yeah. whereas you look at a team in a market like Canberra yeah. where they'll have to pay pick pick the number 110 120% of yeah. that player's you know contract of that player's market value just to even have them to think of coming out to Canberra <laughs> it's true, isn't it? because of the, you know yeah, you know, because of things other factors like the cost of living the fact that you know he's 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 further away from home so you know but if you're saying to then turning around saying to the clubs well both of you, both of you, both of the two clubs can now only pay eight million dollars in player salary. Well, is that a level playing field, or is one team being given, uh, is one being team one team being given an advantage? Yeah. So there's you, there's no way to me like a blunt measure like a salary cap, you know, creates, you know. Uh, competitive balance, it, it, you know, in the macro, it, it does. Like, if you were just to basically say, okay, but over the course of ten seasons, if you lay, if you limit everybody's ability to pay, you know, kind of player salaries to a certain number, you should kind of have, you know, some kind of parity in the long run. And that's true. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I won't dispute that. But I, I really think that every time a cap scandal comes up in in, in rugby league, I just, say yeah, of course, of course, it does. There's just another one because you know. They're depending on this, on this, on this very leaky raft, and yeah, it. Um, but, but it- I, can, I can just understand the mentality of clubs. That um, that basically get themselves up to the limit every time, and if you know they get caught over, them, well, you know, yeah. then's the brakes. I've often wondered, like, one of the things that came through last night was that um, the penalty, the uh, the actual penalty that um, that Manly had to pay for for violating the cap rules, and they said it was in the realm of like a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's and I was wasn't it? yeah, or or of... was it that number? I, I, think I, was, so, yeah. I wasn't aware. I, I was yeah. curious, you know, to think that you know, yeah. You know, what are the finances that, you know, could you actually, would a successful season kind of net you more than that $400,000 in profit? So, it, which is to say, mm. is it kind of economically or commercially sensible for a club to take a risk on getting caught on the salary cap if they could kind of have a successful year and, and, and rake in kind of any kind of profit that might cover whatever that salary cap penalty might yeah, be? Yeah. Maybe. It's a thought.
0: Yeah, and, and maybe that they are budgeting for that sort of thing. Mm. Well, one thing I will touch on, and it's bleedingly obvious, and no doubt you didn't talk about it because it's so obvious, but isn't another function of the salary cap to make sure that these clubs don't kill themselves trying to keep up with the with with Brisbane's and the Roosters and Penrith? Tim, it- yeah, it, it, so, so just one more thing. If, those, if there was no cap, those three clubs... Would blow everybody out of the water, and you'd lose three or four clubs yeah. in the space of three or four years. Yeah,
1: well, to me, that is the main function yeah. of the salary cap. The main function, of the, the the whole competitive balance thing, is a side effect. Really, the main mm. function of the salary cap is to basically stop clubs from you know, from, from, dying. from 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 no from from basically murdering themselves. <laughs> yeah. it, it's to stop it's you know their own stupidity creating self inflicted. Yep. i was just going to say
0: these clubs are not very good yeah. at managing money, are they? Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs>
1: like. In any other kind of kind of market, kind of in any kind of kind of industry, what you would have is you have you know you have big firms and you have small firms, and yep. what the small firms do is they figure out with you know kind of with more limited resources ways to compete. Yep. If you look at non-salary cap leagues in the world, like the English Premier League, sure you have the same kind of six clubs winning all the time, yep. but the idea then becomes well, then the smaller clubs have to get innovative about how they try to compete. With the bigger ones, um, yeah, that plainly isn't the way we want things to happen. We kind of want, um, kind of uh, our, uh, every club in in the competition to have a chance to win, and, yeah, yeah. and that's fine. That's you know, as as a philosophical choice, I think that's you know, that's quite a valid one. But yeah, you know, there is kind of um, kind of a flow on effect that you know so that you have to acknowledge that that, for example. One of the things that never ceases to amaze me is why kind of clubs in the NRL and, and you know, kind of not just the NRL, but in, in other leagues too, why are they always in trouble? Why are they always hired up for money? And part of the reason for that is that, you know, things like salary caps, they're effectively kind of, kind of they're socialized controls to stop, you know, to, to basically provide them a safety net, kind of like the way the welfare system is in, in society at large. And when you have that safety net, you kind of don't then, your, your incentive is reduced to, you know, kind of figure out ways to, you know, kind of, yeah, fend for your own survival. Well and so, you know, a lot of our clubs really kind of lack a profit, kind of a real profit kind of um, motive, yeah, uh, kind of a nose for it. Yep. So, yeah, that is why I think you just kind of see clubs lurch from kind of year to year. And they hope, I can even remember one time Phil Gould saying that there really is no incentive to building up your club to really great heights in the aerial because all they'll do is that you know, kind of the equalization mechanism will smack you in the face, and then you, you know you'll be knocked down to twelfth, and then you can't be one of those fourteenth, fifth place teams, and yeah, and yeah, and then. Yeah, on the other hand, what you're basically doing is you've got a lot of clubs whose business model is they're just waiting, basically, the three to four to five years when they'll be good again, kind of make their money that year, yeah. and then go back to being mediocre. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's… Um,
0: but what he says is right, isn't mm. it? Why would you yeah. build your club up and, and win a premiership mm. and only for…
1: Not even win a premiership because only one club can do that. Yeah, just yeah. to really kind of even put yourself into the position… To win a premium. because shoot. all
0: that's going to happen is your players are going to start talking to their managers, yeah. and they're going to say you're worth more, yeah. and then you just lose all your players. Yeah. I see what he means, yeah. and what you mean. Yeah. Listen, yeah. when I
1: when I look at the when I look at the NRL cap, I really, I see a really blunt mechanism. I I, you yeah. know, I I I do wonder whether, and it has kind of the actual rules around player signing have kind of evolved a bit. You know, I think kind of like. Getting rid of like the that, that the round what was it the round thirteen rule um, kind of was it was a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but I, I still do wonder whether there's kind of a system in place that incentivizes kind of teams that you know can either kind of develop talent and yeah. keep and keep talent, yeah. or you know, it, whether it just kind of really just either goes in the blender or you kind of get good teams kind of getting kind of uh, kind of getting stretched and punished for. For basically becoming good, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, just just to you know, kind of bring this full circle. Curiously enough, I think Manly is one of the most interesting cases of it because, you know, they had you know that that core of a side that was so good for so long, and then you know, DCE and Kieran Foran came along, and they felt the need to have to commit money, you know, probably rightly to them as their as their future, yeah. and it really kind of really pissed off actually their veteran core, yeah. and that you know that's that kind of what you know undermined the team for a couple of seasons, but um yeah. You know, Again, I don't know if you know kind of you know, we should break up good veteran teams just because the salary cap just because the
0: salary cap dictates. You know, dictates us to but, you know, that's, it's interesting, isn't it, how yeah. those the, certain clubs have certain stigmas attached to them. So like every every player that the roosters sign, because Nick Politis is attached to the club and because the roosters are the roosters, every player that they sign is on a million dollars. It's just not right, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, I will go into bat for the Roosters here. Yeah. That they, they cannot be paying every player that much money. Mm-hmm. You can't. So, Nick Polites is a smart businessman. You can't, even if he was a, a, the over, overlord of that club, which he, many purports that, that he is. It's, you can't run a business like that. Yeah. Not every player that they bring in is worth, you know, half a million dollars. A lot, a lot will be paid. I reckon around. Not even a quarter of a million. Yeah, and yeah. it's what you said before. It struck a struck a chord. Um, play, Brisbane can attract good players because of you know you, you get to get out of this hellhole of Sydney and go and live in the sun, <laughs> yeah. you know, up, up there and, and probably win some footy games under Wayne Bennett. And a house but is a lot more affordable. There you go. That's a yeah. big one. Yeah, but the same thing doesn't ha- doesn't work with the Roosters, does it? No, you, you could you could attract a twenty-three year old, twenty-four year old, pumped-up dude with big muscles and. You know who can drive a car around Bondi Beach, and and not pay as much money as what you would, as you say, for for somebody to to go and move down to to the Canberra Raiders, but it doesn't work like that, does it? Mm. You, yeah, so, so that they they use Bondi to attract these players so they don't have to pay them as much money. But from the outside, it looks like they're being paid a fortune, yeah. which means that the Roosters are operating under a sombrero. I'm not necessarily jumping on the side of the Roosters because that's the most uncool thing you can do in <laughs> rugby league. I'm just trying to work out why, why they um, are looked at as cheats every single player that they sign. Whereas a club like, look, look at Penrith. Got, Penrith has untold millions uh, you know, being attached to that Taj Mahal leagues club, like they're never, they're never really attacked for for cap pressures, and it's just just funny how it, how it operates, isn't it? Like the the stigmas that some clubs have. Yeah, there is a
1: there's a very high degree of kind of what, what can we call it? Kind of you know the the aura, yeah. kind of the aura, yeah. kind of around the club. I mean. Yeah, the fact that they are I mean, kind of situated in Bondi, kind of yeah, yeah. You know, that they are the kind of the Eastern Suburbs club, you know, is, is uh, you know plainly has uh, has something to do uh, something to do with that. But
0: because um, if, if you're a young bloke, like where are you going to go? Like mm. if, if I give you fifty thousand more, and, and then that would make that make the West Tigers into the equation, yeah. or for fifty thousand dollars less you're going to take the cheap sort of contract but you get to live in Bondi yeah, and yeah. Where, where there's heaps of parties and pubs and bars. And,
1: stuff. and, and you know, there's also the factor of just what, what faith do you have in the organisation? Yeah, that's like true. Like if, if you, you know, yeah. you've seen a lot of very kind of senior experienced footballers kind of put their faith in the Roosters and there's also that yeah, that thought that um, because of the politis factor and, 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 and so forth and probably in, in other yeah. elements of the organisation as well that, you know, you'll be set up very well
0: Oh, of, in the context, yeah, hey? through,
1: through your football career and after the after your football career, yeah, so yeah. again these are non these are non financial factors that feed into kind of where a player will decide to go that you know kind of affect the salary cap that the salary cap really can't you know, can't account for. Yeah. So you know that that's that, that's one of my major complaints before anybody who will basically say, well yeah that's how we'll, we'll keep the competition level. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah I think it. it, it it can be a cornerstone measure that uh, that you know kind of uh, for for the balance of the league but it can't be the only one and, no, I, no. and and again i make the point that the nrl really leans heavily on it and um yeah that's why i think too heavily and then that's why periodically we'll just have another team kind of violating yeah. it every every year and we i'm vote. waiting for the day we get all 16 teams <laughs> so you know we, we can
0: <laughs> we're aiming for parity. Yeah. <laughs> that, that kind of parity. Yeah. Everybody- I think mean, there are. I
1: mean, I think there are at least four major ones. I think in the time that I've been kind of yeah. Yeah, following, I was the say games. Melbourne,
0: Canterbury, Can- Parramatta, and, and now Manly. Manly.
1: So you know, it's yeah, it's kind, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. I suspect it'll get there at some point.
0: I think you're right. Like David Gallup, his mantra was he wants he wanted every team to think every fan to think that their team could win at the start of the year. So now it should be we want every fan to believe <laughs> that there's a chance that they could get busted by, with a salary cap. At the start of every season, that's only fair, isn't it? There,
1: that's one for your Twitter question. I should, should put that Who's out there. next. No, ask, ask it. Could your team, you know, what team do you think will never bust the salary? Oh,
0: God. That's what I mean. Roosters. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I find it really interesting as a collective, the big sombrero thing is just always just shifted at one club.
1: I do yeah, wonder, yeah, I, I, I think the, it's got something to do with that kind of, you know, the the eastern suburbs thing. But I okay. also I also got to wonder whether every yeah. other club, every other club always seems to have more expensive players, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's always like, you know, except if you're looking at the club, that's like, you know, it's got nobody and it. I guess it must be totally cheap. <laughs> that's right. But, uh, that's right.
0: Oh, well, anyway, what do you reckon? We wrap this up? Or what do you want to do? Oh, okay. Um, it's... This links back to what we were talking about at, at the start of the podcast, which is the extended sort of, you know, no such thing as, as an off season anymore. We we only have to wait until February 17 before we see footy again. So, you know, February 17. All these all these farewells and last last thing of the year and what are we going to do over the off season? It's, it's, hardly, it's hardly a wait at all, is it? So, we've already got the players returning to training for, you know, two or three weeks now. And um, I could be wrong, but I'm sure the first games next year are uh, when Wigan and Hull come out here for a couple of trials. You've got Souths versus Wigan and Dragons versus Hull being played at um Ainted Stadium on February 17 as a doubleheader. I, I think that's the um, the same weekend that the Storm are going to play Leeds in the World Club Challenge in Melbourne.
1: When do the, when do the two um, Super League sides play?
0: Um, I don't know. All right. Yeah, but I think it's early in the season. I'd, uh, whether it's uh, um, them opening the year, yeah. M- maybe they maybe they are. Maybe Wigan and hull are playing each other. But but, but you you who that idea? But I reckon that's a great idea. Well, oh, I, the, I, I Super uh, the Super League,
1: the Super League side is bringing rugby league out, uh, bringing the game of rugby league out to a market that's never seen it. Before. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> a lot of a lot of Australian based fans have <laughs> never seen a Super League game. I have. I've been over to England to watch it, but but you know, <laughs> you, we, I'd be intrigued we, if
1: they have a really different set of rules, like you know, no unlimited tackle or something. like no, that.
0: No, you know what I mean. Like we, <laughs> <laughs> unless you went to the World Cup and you know you're not going to see Ryan Hall play or Jermaine McGilvery, like you know, it probably. Be Do you think they're going to have like season. special
1: English food that they serve <laughs> in the concession stands at that? Can't uh, be any
0: worse than ours. <laughs> Warm, warm beer? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, warm beer. I love that. I love that myth. Uh, English people drink warm beer. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> but um, one little um, sentence I saw on the internet, that 5,000 fans are expected to come out and uh, follow these teams around in, in the summer. Or is like, it just going to be
1: overstayers from the Barmy Army?
0: <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I read, read that you have to apply to be in the Barmy Army. What
1: I would have fully expected you have to pass a physical and you know like go <laughs> through ba- go through basic training.
0: <laughs> You're too skinny. <laughs> oh,
1: what? Yeah. the bombing army is not an actual army. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you can't just go. You okay. an officer in the bombing? No, no. You can't just get on the internet and go. Okay, ten thousand a year. I'll pay that, and I get to follow the team around. You have to actually apply. Okay. Are you trying to
1: say that blatchies needs like entry standards as
0: well? Ah, oh, yeah, whatever. Blatchies a little bit. I don't know I'm a iffy <laughs> about them
1: James already taking a, uh, taking a line against Uh <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to get him over fully into, into, into the Queensland side by next year would you wear a
0: blue wig? would you sit there? We wear any wigs so yeah. you know like. <laughs> A blue wig that glows in the dark. That's I just like this idea
1: that we're going to turn you against New South Wales, but just at the time that you know, kind of New South Wales will start winning again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and now the reason that we're going to start winning again is because we- ne- next year there'll be um, Penrith and Parramatta players. There we go. In the Origin. There we go. It, it wasn't a true representation of New South Wales this year. <laughs> it, it only had. It, it represented New South Wales. It just didn't represent Western Sydney. Apart from that, it was a good side.
1: Something that we can save, I think, (laughs) for a discussion we can reserve for 2018.
0: If you can't read it, probably I'm totally disassociating myself with that loss this year. (laughs) No no pen of clay is nut. Oh dear. All right. Well, is that it? Can can we go now? Yes, indeed. We can go away
1: and formulate kind of more things uh, about next year. What are you going
0: to do next week and for the next couple of weeks? What are you going to... You know,
1: do, we, do we really have to talk about?
0: That? Are you going to watch um, American sports and you know, ignore yeah, all these silly Australian yeah, things? I'm
1: not going to watch some cricket. I'm not to watch frightening little little cricket so far because <laughs> it's just too way just way too busy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to switch my brain off. I'm going to sit in a cupboard for a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's like a zombie, like a, like a, like, a, um, like a vampire, and just switch off until we have to come back to work. All right, we're getting out of here. Thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you early next year.